Hello, and welcome to the Entrepreneurial Clinician Podcast, where we are talking to inspiring health business owners and try to make sense of being a clinician in the entrepreneurial age. I'm your host, Joe Muirhead, and today I have with me Associate Professor, Associate Dean, and Dr. Julie Merriman. Julie introduced herself to me earlier in 2018, and as we got talking, I realized that we share some incredible common passion. One of those being the incredible gap that exists between graduation and work readiness, especially in private practice. As the head of the Department of Counseling at Tarlington State University in Texas, I'm really intrigued to talk with Julie some more about the issues she sees for students and new graduates of colleges. So apart from her work at the university, Julie has her own practice and in 2018 launched her own coaching and mentoring practice to help high achieving professionals thrive. So welcome, Julie. Thank you for gifting me with your time today. Oh, thank you. I am honored to be here. <laughs> we were saying just as we were, um, well, I was saying as we were getting ready for this interview today that I am thrilled to have somebody with so much academic prowess uh, on this podcast and, and to be a part of this project because I think it's a part of the missing piece for professionals in private practice that this there is a big gap growing between yeah. graduation and, and work readiness. Uh, yeah. So can, can you speak into that a little bit? What do you see are some of these issues, the concerns for people who are graduating? Sure. And, you know, um, this semester I'm teaching a practicum course and an internship course, which are the last clinical courses our students have before they graduate. And it really brings home to me the gap. Um, our students graduate with zero, zero knowledge on how to market their skills. I mean, we train a generalist, right? They graduate just a generalist clinician that we want to get past the National Counselor exam so they can become licensed. And then what? Yeah, then what? They don't know how to market. They don't have any business background. Um, when it comes to thinking about a niche, a niche client, a specialty that I mean they're just there's a huge gap um, and I really think that we at the college side of it need to do a better job preparing them we're so focused on clinical skills we're missing those business traits that they need because that's what's going to carry them when they graduate right Oh, yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And I think it's not just people who want to be in their own business. Oh, what, right. Uh, what I'm hearing from employers of graduates and myself is we expect people to graduate with the clinical skills. Like that's a given. Don't right. come to us without them. <laughs> what <laughs> we also need is for you to be proactive in marketing yourself, be able to network, be able to have a conversation with somebody online, understand the difference between profit and loss, because it doesn't matter where you go now, you are going to have some sort of metric that's tied to money around your performance. Absolutely. Cause it, it, we're a business, whatever. I mean, we're doing counseling. Yes. But mm -hmm. bottom line, we're a business. And unless we're making money, we can't offer the counseling and Students do need to know how to be self-motivated and, and th they come out with such an imposter fear, if mm. you will, that mm. imposter syndrome, or that's what I've witnessed in my students over the years. They just get in their own way. Mm. Um, and 
it impacts their ability to go out and be just really thriving employees. Unless I've seen a little difference when I have someone who has had a career and then came back in to earn their master's in counseling. They're a little older, have a little more biz uh, life savvy, if you will. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, I think that's a a great point. I've I've had a few of these people turn up in my coaching practice as well. And and there is something to be said for that life savviness or those life experiences as well. Yeah, I think, and I think it translates well into the counseling field, but, but still they, they need to, I, I think we need to offer business. I, I think business needs to be infused into the counseling courses so that they at least can run a spreadsheet and know mm-hmm. if, if what I'm charging is going to actually pay the rent and bring money to my boss and all these lovely things we do at work. Oh, that's um, a beautiful phrase. I'm going to come back to that at the end because that, that is a piece of gold there. So can, okay. would you define for me, what do you think, being entrepreneurial means? Um, sure. This is the Julie Merriman version. Good, that's what I'm looking for. <laughs> entrepreneurial. It's, for me, it's running my counseling clinic, running my business, being taking my hunger to be creative and turning it into my business and inviting the world to be a part of that. Nice. That's really nice. So there's something that you're doing for yourself, but there's also something about creativity there. Is that correct? Oh, absolutely. That's the richness. Yeah. Um, I, in my Enneagram, which I don't know if you do Enneagrams, but I'm, a, I'm an interesting 423 mix. <laughs> and I have no idea what that means. So please, please elaborate. Okay. <laughs> I won't be the only one, I hope. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Well, it, it, it's just a personality. It's a type of personality typing, if you will. It's ancient. I mean, they don't even know how far back it goes. They found some evidence back in Greece. Uh, but it uses numbers to type our personality. And, you know, it's really um, spot on. I mean, it, it's even better than Meyer, what I found Myers-Briggs to be. Mm. Although I'm, I love, I love my Myers-Briggs. I'm a strong guy, but um, anyway, it's, it's interesting. And if, if anyone listening is interested, I would encourage them to Google Enneagram. I have found it to really, uh, uh, it helps me with my creativity. Plus I use it with my couple's work. Nice. <laughs> and that's, that's interesting. Well, there you yeah. go. See, I love these interviews cause I'm always learning. So that's my learning already. <laughs> and we're what 10 minutes into this. Okay. <laughs> So what opportunities do you think entrepreneurial thinking can offer health professionals in this day and age? Oh, honey, this day and age that (laughs) we need some fresh thinking entrepreneurial spirits who aren't afraid to just do it, you know, just go out and try. I think it can help um, entrepreneurs understand how to develop multiple, multiple income streams um, I think it provides fresh outside the box thinking. I think it helps folks to find niches so that people are being served better. Mm. I think it's a wonderful way to get past the inside the box insurance thinking. And that's what I cut my teeth on back in the nineties. You know, well, I've got to bill insurance and think inside this box. I think it helps us look at, especially as a, I'm a counselor, and I cut my teeth on, I sell my soul by the hour. 
<laughs> oh, that's kind of dramatic. Not my soul, but you know, yeah, yeah. sell my service. And I think with entrepreneurial spirit, we, you know, looking at that and coming up with packages and other ways to provide counseling other than the hour by hour model that we've just so many of us in the field have cut our teeth on. Now, some of our younger thinkers are past that. And I love that. Yeah. But I think that's the entrepreneurial spirit that has made, what um, just adds such vibrance to what we're doing. One of the things that um, I loved about what you said there is entrepreneurial thinks, thinking allows us to serve people better. Oh, yeah. It just, it, and that is the theme of this entire project is to help people understand that the way that we have been doing things in the past is not keeping up with the demands and the needs of the communities that we're serving now. We, we can't keep that old thinking. Amen. Yeah. We yeah. Just... We, well, it's outdated. It's antiquated. And, you know, folks, folks are a lot more savvy about how they want to be served than they were back when, gosh, I mean, my kids were born in the 80s. I didn't have a Google to go Google and figure out what we were going to do. It was call my grandmother and go, oh, this is going on. Yeah. We have much... Our, our clients, our consumers are far more savvy. Yes. Um, they have so much information at their hand, at hand. That's, and you bring up an interesting point there because I, I remember when I, like 20 years ago when I graduated, we didn't have a Google to help us then either. So it, I was right. very, very much going to people who have gone before me, the grandmothers or the elders of my right. tribe, so to speak. So it's interesting that we get to redefine now how experience, and knowledge play out because people are a lot more savvy. I've had people turn up to set their first session with me and basically tell me what their treatment plan will be because Dr. Google told them. Exactly. Yeah. Which, yeah. Is, which, and instead of being offended by that or defensive about that, it's like, wow, this person is incredibly engaged. Exactly. Wanting to get better or wanting to improve. I want to work with that. I, I love that. I, I wholeheartedly agree. Yeah. Cool. They're just, yeah, far more savvy. <laughs> so what are some of the biggest challenges for clinicians and health professionals who want to embark on a journey that includes entrepreneurial, being entrepreneurial? So what, what are the challenges we face? Well, just taking from what I've watched, and I'm an LPC, so I, I have um, – licensed professional counselor interns that I work with as well as my students. Imposter syndrome, girl, that imposter syndrome kicks them in the butt. Wow. And then they're afraid. I mean, it kind of, I'm going to use fear. Fear mm. bubbles up because we know that's about fear, that imposter syndrome. And I, that gets in their way of figuring out how to go market and how, you know, to put themselves out there in the manner that they need to mm. so they can begin this journey. And, you know, here in Texas, uh, if you're to be a licensed professional counselor, you have to go through a 60 hour master's degree, which is huge. I mean, that's three years. And then they have to go through 3000 hours with an LPC supervisor, which is like that elder, if you will, in the mm. bunch, which is good because in a lot of my counsel, uh, my supervision sessions, we spend a lot of time poking that imposter syndrome in the eye, you know, trying to help them work around that internally so they can get to the place where they feel very embodied when they go to network and when they 
write their copy and when they figure out how they're going to market and all the things that they need to do to embark on that journey. Wow. So what, what gift would it be for a newly licensed counsellor to have gotten rid of that fear and imposter syndrome? What would it mean for them to be mm. able to go, it's not a thing? Yeah, that's going to mean freedom. They're mm. going to feel like such, uh, oh, I want to say, can I, well, yeah. they, they are going, <laughs> I was going to say a cuss word, but they are going to feel like they are just thriving and have mastered so many things so that, so that they're able to really show up uh, in, embodying everything that they've learned confidently and being able to sell their, because you have to sell yourself, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, we, we all go, ooh, the market, the sell word, but that's what we're doing every time mm -hmm. we get a new client. So they're able to confidently sell their product. And I think that's everything. I, I mean, um, there's just a richness to that that they bring to their new practice, wherever it might be. If they're at a mental health clinic or if they're in their own private practice or if they're a school counselor, they're going to approach it with so much more zest and vibrancy. Which would then mean that they're going to be more present and available for the people they're serving. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So then can, can I put some words in your mouth? When we, when, when we allow the imposter syndrome and our fear to stop us from embarking on this entrepreneurial way of thinking or, or even in our clinical work, we're actually putting up a barrier between ourselves and our ability to serve. Could I be that bold? I, I absolutely agree with that. We're putting our, a barrier up. And, you know, I just wrote, uh, I just developed a class on this, uh, the parallel process of what's going on in our private life. Yeah. manifest in our business and work life. I mean, wow. Um, and, and that's going to be happening as well. If I'm not believing in myself, if I'm not confident. It's going to erupt at home as well as what I'm trying to do with my business. So we really, of course, my, I preach, keep, Keep your butt in therapy. Everyone needs to be in therapy as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> and, you know, is it Adler? I forget which theorist, and I'm teaching theories this semester, but I forget which theorist says we parent through our unfinished business. I believe we build our businesses through our unfinished, biz, unfinished business, and we've got to get those resolved so we can show up fully present. Oh, goosebumps. So there's, there's usually a moment in every interview that I've done where I go very quiet and I have that epiphany of like, you need to go back and listen to that again. And that was the moment because I've been doing this for 10 years and I can assure you my business journey has had that mirroring of what's been going on at home, what's been going on with me internally. And, um, I am a big believer in everybody needs to have somebody and somewhere they can go and, and work through this. Thank you. That That is yes. such an incredible piece of gold and wisdom there. Oh, oh, well, okay. thank, thank you for validating that because oh. I, I believe that. I um. think we've got enough evidence now. <laughs> Not about another modality. You don't need another modality. You need to get right with yourself. Amen. That's the best modality you can have. I mean, that's Rogers taught us that. Yalom teaches us that. 
through relationship and being present. And if we, anyway, oh, I can preach. I'll be quiet. <laughs> <laughs> um, thank you. So what is the number one thing you would encourage any health professional who wants to be successful in their clinical career to have or to do? Okay. Well now, and yeah, I mean, since 2007, 2006, I've been researching compassion fatigue. That is my area. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to say, I'm, I'm, I'm calling it vibrant life, but it's self-care. They have got to take care of themselves yes. and make time for that or they are not going to thrive. They will not, it will hinder their career. I've seen it time and time again. I've been an executive director for multiple different mental health clinics where various therapists had to be hospitalized because they weren't taking care of themselves. Mm. I mean, it impacts them and their clinical decision-making skills. Mm. Absolutely. That's so, so powerful. And, and again, that's possibly something that at, at a university instruction level, we could invest some more time and energy on in, in actually teaching people what this means. And, and yes. I think university is a great place to learn how to do it because everyone's pressured to time. They're trying to pay their way. So those pressures that you have at university, if you can actually learn how to look after yourself in the midst of all of that, then you're setting up really good behaviors for being out there yeah. in the world. Wow. Well, and, hmm. and the good news is we, um, we're a KREP accredited program and we have to teach about wellness and self-care. Now it's not long enough, but at least it's, it's, it's introduced. Yeah. 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 Oh, wonderful. So what would be the number one thing that a person, a health professional wanting to embark on an entrepreneurial journey needs? It can be the same. Uh, or it can it's be the same. It's the same. <laughs> it, it's, I mean, that's, that's, um, it, it's self-care, making sure that you have a very healthy life work integration yeah. and that you're very purposeful and mindful about that and i don't know if there's really ever a balance we talk about balance mm. but I, I think it's just a healthy integration mm-hmm. and you're always checking it because um, there's seasons in life when my kids were little looked really different than now as a grandma you know where i see my grandkids once every three months they live in another state <laughs> that's if they were here i'd say more but <laughs> um but all that you know, and, and it's, uh, all of that plays into how we're able to take care of ourselves and show up for our business yeah. and our, our life. Um, and I think also getting, of course, it might go, I don't know, I think it goes both ways. I have a really hard time pulling health and business apart because I believe we're the person of the therapist. So we are always a part, you know, yeah. our person shows up in our business. But I think that, um, People really need to stay on top of their mindset. And I think that they need to deal with issues where, especially in our business, asking people for money can be really hard. And they've got to get good with that. Because if you don't ask them for money, your boss is going to get upset with you and or you're going to have to close your doors. Yeah, that's a great point. Thank you. And thank you for bringing it out so succinctly because I think a lot of the times we skirt around money, lumping it in with imposter syndrome or lumping it in with fear. But money brings all of that stuff up. So if we don't have a healthy relationship with money and understand why we ask to be paid for our services, some of this other stuff isn't going to be dealt with. It always comes up. And that's right. It, 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 and you think you've dealt with it and then 
it'll raise up its it, lovely little head yeah. for you to play with again. <laughs> it will. And then I've seen in our business that there's even shaming uh, amongst mm -hmm. ourselves. Like, oh, we're in this to help people. Like, well, no, we, we all spent a long time in college because we wanted to live a certain lifestyle, mm -hmm. doing what we love. It, it's okay to ask for money. Yeah. Well, nobody argues about the fee from the psychiatrist. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that 15 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody really goes, oh, I think I'd like to have that prorated or what value will I get? That? <laughs> or, yeah. So, um, yeah. and I could have said any medical specialty there, but I know that, that when I say psychiatrist, people often go, huh, you're right. You're right. <laughs> and that's really similar to what I do, but I spend an hour with them. But, yeah. <laughs> oh, thank you, Julie. I really appreciate your time today. And I know you've got some students who may be coming through the door. Yes. So I just wanted to reflect back to you um, some of the energy and wisdom that I've, I've taken from today's interview. One is that we need to have the business skills, some basic business skills or foundational business skills infused with our clinical learnings, that, that that would be a really valuable way for us as health professionals, probably across all disciplines to be able to move forward, is, is to help students and new graduates understand how, how to think a little bit more business-mindedly and not feel that that means that they're selling widgets or that they're selling their yeah. soul. Um, that having a healthy attitude towards yourself and caring for yourself, uh, addressing your imposter syndrome, addressing the fears that you have actually allows you to turn up more present and more fully available to serve your clients. So you're actually serving your clients better by making sure you do the work on yourself. That's yeah. incredibly powerful. And this piece that you've come into um, quite passionately about looking after ourselves, the compassion fatigue, it's been going on forever. I, I spent a lot of time researching. It was first written about in the 1970s. Yeah. And to be honest, it's getting worse. It's not getting better. And we are consistently being asked to do more with less. So more with less energy, more with less money, more with less resources. Right. And if we don't take responsibility, for our own self-care, then we're just not going to be able to last the distance. And that would be a real shame of being incredibly it, disappointing. Yeah. Incredibly. Yeah. Yeah. That's really powerful. So I, again, I thank you so much for being a part of this project. How, how can people get in touch with you? What's the best way for people to do that? Yeah. Thanks for asking. Um, well, my website, uh, www.dragonfly.com therapyservices.com nice short word there <laughs> or like join me <laughs> yeah I you take what's available so <laughs> dragonflytherapyservices.com or join me in Thrive Tribe on Facebook um, that's kind of a fun place to hang out too yeah nice so I'm going to put the links to dragonfly therapy services and, <laughs> and thrive tribe so <laughs> that's a lot yeah. of tease tip for me to get my my head around on my tongue around um so that'll be in the show notes for the podcast and i'll also put a reference in the book for you so wonderful julie thank you again i really appreciate your time and uh, i look forward to getting to know you better as we share this journey some more i love that joe thank you so much and i appreciate your time and being included in this thank you 
Hello, it's Joe here. Thanks for listening to this interview today. I trust you're enjoying them. I trust you're learning from these interviews. It was such a privilege for me to be able to conduct them. And I have learned so much um, as I've prepared for creating the book, The Entrepreneurial Clinician. If you're looking for more information or how to purchase a copy of the book, The Entrepreneurial Clinician, head on over to joemuirhead.com forward slash book.